The Holy Gospel according to Mark, the 16th chapter. Glory to you, O Lord. Jesus called the twelve and began to send them out two by two and, and gave them authority over unclean spirits. He ordered them to take nothing for their journey except a staff, no bread, no bag, no money in their belts, but to wear sandals and not to put on two tunics. He said to them, Whenever you enter a house, stay there until you leave the place. If any place will not welcome you and they refuse to hear you, as you leave, shake off the dust that is on your feet as a testimony against them. So they went out and proclaimed that all should repent, and they cast out many demons and anointed with oil many who were sick and cured them. The Gospel of the Lord Praise to you, O Christ. Fifty years had passed since Jesus died and rose and appeared. Fifty years the followers of Jesus, disciples and now apostles, scattered across the known world to tell the good news of God's love and compassion for this world. Fifty years had passed the first apostles had, had died, and wild stories began to spread. Luke and the other gospel writers were first-hand witnesses, first-hand witnesses of the apostles who knew Jesus. They heard the stories directly from the ones who knew Jesus. Luke, the gospel writer, set down a story of the life and times of Jesus of Nazareth, Messiah, Son of God and his spirit living on in the church. He wrote it in two volumes. The Gospel according to Luke is about the life and times of Jesus. The Acts of the Apostles, volume two, is about the Holy Spirit of Jesus in the church that sprang up. It was necessary, the writer wrote, to write an orderly account for you, most excellent Theophilus, so that you may know the truth concerning the things about which you have been instructed. You see, many rumors had circulated. Much speculation was made on the most outrageous claims. Truth mingled with non-truth until the person of Jesus was made grotesque. And the rumors and, and speculation and specious lies continued about the Christians who followed Jesus. Fantastic stories misinformation, pretend authorities inventing bald-faced lives. Luke had to who write down an orderly account so that his friend might know the truth. We have lived with pandemic for months now, the last in self-quarantine. Messages are mixed on what is happening and, and what to do and what sense to make of it. Little guidance comes from authorities beyond wash your hands, wear a mask, stay home. Urban legend miracle cures, conspiracy theories, blame casting, foot dragging, haphazard efforts. It's hard to know what to believe. Our world has changed and left us grasping. The gospel reading from Mark takes place earlier early in Jesus training his disciples. And these disciples were young, not much more than boys, most likely. 
unsure of themselves and finding their way in this world. And Jesus sends them out to practice what he has been teaching. Notice that he did not give them words to say, no deeply meaningful message to deliver. He did not give them precise instructions, but to be at the mercy of those they meet. There was nothing particular that they were to do. Rather, they were to practice being like Christ. They practiced being attentive to God in in whatever place they showed up. And they practiced watching for, for God moments of wonder or beauty. And they practiced seeing instances of God creating something good of signs of of caring and compassion, of God correcting and improving what might have gone off, of God's spirit reconciling and renewing relationships. The disciples did not know exactly what to do. They did not have a game plan or or prepared uh, responses. In a time of uncertainty, in circumstances rapidly changing. What counts is character, not action. What gives anchor and assurance is Christ-like confidence. What counts are the qualities that make a person reliable, qualities such as courage and compassion and calm and presence and truth-telling. The disciples went into a wild world without a game plan, but they went with courage and compassion and calm and presence and truth, ready to engage whatever need arose, whatever word was called for. Not a plan, not actions for results, but Christ-like character ready to meet whatever people need arise. Nearly a century ago, Eric Fromm defined love differently from the common notion of romance. Eric Fromm was a sociologist and a philosopher who escaped from Nazi Germany and, and reflected on the disruptive horrors of his time. And his understanding of love based on his understanding of the Bible and of the Talmud, was not emotion, but an interpersonal creative capacity that sought the best for another. He wrote, love is an art. Love is a skill practiced and perfected and performed. Love, as he put it, requires care and and responsibility and respect and knowledge care, responsibility, respect, knowledge. Care is acknowledging another person as precious and worthy of our concern. Responsibility is seeing to the humanity and human needs of another. Respect is protecting the autonomy of a fellow human being. And the love component, the knowledge, is knowing what another person truly needs and wants, a sensitivity to the other. This is what the disciples practiced. Christ-like character that cared 
was responsive and respecting, that saw and knew the needs of another. And this is how to be when familiar ways are thrown a tizzy and, and what to do is uncertain. This is how Luke described the first Christians in the book of Acts of the Apostles, setting the story straight, not a program for success, but faithful people attentive to what the Holy Spirit is already doing in the world. In these coming months, things may get harder. It may get harder to hold up and find cheer, to cut through the entanglements and untruths, to find footing in the bombardment of information. Panicking voices are insisting on ending isolation soon to save the economy. The novelty of staying home has worn off and, and weather is warming and, and, and people are wanting to, to, to get out more. In these coming months, it will be even more critical to draw on Christ-like behavior, the art, the practice of the art of loving the practice diligent attentiveness, attentiveness to the needs of others. The key to mental health and spiritual nurture is to practice getting out of, of one's personal despair and, and to think of others, to pray for others, to do what I can for others. There is no sure plan for unprecedented times. By definition, they're unprecedented. There's no plan for these. And there's no game plan when the usual patterns are gone. And in such times, character counts. Confidence in God's Holy Spirit, near and moving, counts. Intentional loving counts. In all of this, be assured that God loves you, that God cares about you. God knows what you need and God gives. May God wrap warm arms around you. May God surprise you each day with wonders. May God give you moments of joy in this anxious time.